Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and uh, this is Ursula, and uh, I am here with Anne, um, and this is Be Above Leadership, um, and today our um, the topic is moving towards or moving away, helping people become more of a yes to life. Well, Anne, um, I want to welcome our callers. Um, so um, Anne and I are going to um, just share some observation and uh, neuroscience research uh, on this topic. And uh, um, then if you have time, we'll do some Q&A. Um, so Anne, helping people become more of a yes to life. Like when, when do you have an example of what that means? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean this this call came up of, of sort of came out of um, or this this session came out of uh, an inspiration that I had and it was um, it was I think it was after I'd had a really particularly good conversation with Noah who's now my son who's now 19 and I was thinking about the point at which we had a major alteration in our relationship and it happened when he was in his early teens. And I had this realization, I can remember right now where even where I was standing, it's sort of that strong a memory, that what I was doing was I was automatically saying no to him. Mm -hmm. He would ask me about something and I would say, no, I don't think that'll work or no. And then, then, then I would sort of go away and think about it and ponder it and then I'd come back and I'd say, well, yeah, actually, you know, Saturday afternoon it will work. You know, I, yeah, I can do that and, you know, of course I can. And I had this realization that I was almost always coming around to yes or some form of yes, but that I was inevitably starting with a no. And this was before Mm -hmm. I knew anything about neuroscience. So what I did in that moment is I said, I am going to try to just go for the yes. Like, why am I saying no when I end up with yes? This is stupid. So I started training myself to intentionally respond with yes. And really saying, I want to be, I want, this is this kid who, you know, he's a great kid. Um, he doesn't ask for unreasonable things. And I'm just going to be a yes to him. And I think it really and, altered our relationship. And I, I remember when you shared this with me, I remember you saying, you know, I want to be more of a yes to life. And it was really, it was like, sort of like, you know, like a slap across, across the forehead thinking, mm wow, yes, where do I say automatically no? And, you know, you know my lovely husband who, you know, loves his food and drink and his adventures and all this partying and et cetera. Well, I was a no to him. I mean, I was literally, you know, saying, you know, no here and no, and it was automatic. It really was not that I wasn't even thinking about options or possibilities. It was just like he asked for something and the, the automatic response um, was always no. It's like they push the no button. It's just the, like yeah. the no button is sticking up and it just automatically gets pushed. And I think that there's a lot of, you know, uh, those of you who know us, you know that we're reasonably nice women and you know, we're not awful <laughs> people, but here's both of us just being this automatic no to people we love. And so, um, yeah, let's look about look at why that is and kind of what mm-hmm. the impact is of that. So um, I think why that is is I, I think it's a bit of a um, – I think it has to do with our automatic 
way that we are really programmed to be threat responsive. Mm-hmm. And um, what I mean by that is that it's better for us in terms of evolutionary survival to be really, really aware of threats and to be hypervigilant mm-hmm. for threats. And that's where we get this limbic response, reptilian brain response of fight or flight. And so at least for me, when I think about Noah would ask me to do something, what it would trigger is the part of my brain that's going, that sort of, the part of my brain that was viewing it as a problem, you know. Yes. Sunday I'm going to need, you know, I'm going to need a ride to the game on Sunday. And I'm immediately, without even thinking of it, wondering how this is going to hurt my life, how this is going to be an (laughs) issue for me. Yeah, and without even processing or thinking rationally, or even how much I love this kid and support his ultimate frisbee is his sport, I'm just you know the the limbic response, the reptilian response is sort of like somehow this is going to be an issue for me, and so my uh, it's a very mild, I would say very very mild, subtle form of fight or flight. It's a defensive response. Does that make sense to you, yeah, Ursula, in your experience? Yeah, totally. It makes it. This is this is where where I was going. Um, you know, knowing, um, and and I think it's it's uh, is it Rick Hansen who said that the brain is uh, Velcro for negativity and Teflon for positivity. Yeah, it it sort of it it reminds me a little bit of that because I think we we are at least for me the the no it, it's it's sort of kind of weird the no comes out faster than the yes I, for me the yes seems to be more of a thinking and the no is yeah. like press the automatic button versus thinking about anything well and this is why i think we have to sometimes really work to retrain the brain and i think it's possible and and i notice and i will tell you you know boy i have not done everything right as a mom and you know you guys can all interview noah in a few years and ask him about every place i screwed up but i did retrain my brain and i re- with intention and with um being aware of my mistakes and with getting back on the horse when i failed I retrained my brain, and so I can promise you that when this kid asks me for something, my default is now yes, without thinking about it. My default well, and what's in, and what is interesting, I think when we create this in one aspect of our lives, and we retrain it in the area of, of, for example, in your case it was Noah, in my case it was being more of a yes to my husband, you know, in, in regards to his, you know, celebratory moods. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. that, that that then we also um, become more of a yes to other things. I've noticed that as yeah. I was expanding and retraining my yes capabilities, I become, became also a more of a yes to other things in my life. I think you're right. I think there's sort of a of a flop over factor there, and this is also making me sort of honestly start thinking, and maybe some of you who are listening are thinking this as well, is like, okay, where am I still a bit of an automatic no, or to who? You know, who comes into my email and I'm just programmed to be a no, and who comes in and I'm programmed to be a yes, and how do I, how do I work with that? So I'm going to kind of hold that aside. I want to do a bit of an experiment, Ursula, and, and um, you've you've played. We've played with this before, but um, I want to give this for every for everyone. So you're the guinea pig here. 
Yes, um, yes. So gonna, our callers, if if the callers that that are on the line, if you just listen and really really check in with with your body as as we're experimenting with this. Absolutely, and just notice what happens. I'm just going to say one word, and Ursula will will do it for us right now. So here's the word: no, 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 no. Ursula, what was that like? <laughs> Well, like after about, no, I don't know, six or seven, I wanted to say, no, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, oh, for crying out loud, will you just stop the no? I'm just not liking this at all. Um, So, um, you know, it felt like, um, it felt like a negativity elevator. Oh, I love it, that. It, it, wasn't, I it was going down, it sounds like. It was going basement. down. I know it was going. And the basement really being like at the very bottom part of my stomach, like, mm-hmm. like you know, really, really down at the very, very bottom, almost of like where my intestines sit. And I could feel this this dark no uh, really sort of invading and, and really just sort of dropping down and my shoulders at the same time, this is kind of funny, at the same time my shoulders are coming and drooping and drooping and drooping more and more forward. Oh. Well, interesting, and I wasn't even saying no about anything. <laughs> no. So one of the things that's really interesting, and as, as you're talking about this, one of the things that's occurring to me is, you know what, we need to be able to say no. If I mm-hmm. say, because I was picturing, as you were talking about this negativity elevator, I was picturing sort of these waves of energy, like like um, like the reverse, like like a reverse magnet, you know, sort of pushing mm-hmm. someone away. And I thought, wow, that's really important. If somebody is, you know, coming toward me to try to hurt me, and I say no, you know, good. Let like I want that wave of negativity. I want the no. And I think about mm-hmm. toddlers who are you know you'll go through this mm-hmm. soon enough with Kennedy. Um, mm-hmm. You know you're a, a gorgeous little granddaughter who's only nine months old, but you know in the next year or so she's going to be discovering her no. And it's important that we have our no to create space around us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it well, and not, every, and not everything ahead. can be a yes. I mean, not everything can be a yes. I mean, it, 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 you know, in the case of kids and also adults, there are no's designed to not only keep us safe and protected, but who absolutely make sense um, as it relates to boundaries and, and mm-hmm. who we want to be in the world. No has to be part of that. And, you know, and one of the things that's really important for um, secure attachment are parents who honor a child's legitimate nose and find ways to work with that. So that's kind of another conversation, but what is actually getting triggered in the brain with this no, 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 and there's other many other ways that this gets triggered, we'll talk about it in a little bit, is the brain is going into an, what they call in neuroscience an away state. So there's these two states in the brain towards and away. And the no and the, the being a no like that will trigger this um, emotional disconnect, it, and it's mm. like a—it it's, is like I said—a wave of energy 
um, you know, the reverse magnet that is actually pushing you away and the brain is basically saying, go away from this stimulus, whatever it is, good person, or saying, go away from it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Let's, try, let's try part two, shall we? Oh, yes, please. Everybody play along. I'm going to say another word. I wonder what it is. Okay, here we go. <laughs> ready, Ursula? Got your elevator I am ready. ready. I am okay. elevator is ready and primed. Okay, good. Yes. 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 Yay. <laughs> what, what happened? What did you know? Well, that was the that literally the yes elevator. Um, strangely enough, it started where the elevator had stopped in the basement. When I, with your first yes, it almost like it the, the elevator had to come out of the basement, and then it very quickly um, went up into my heart. And the more yeses I heard, all of a sudden I I'm sitting up straighter, and I'm sort of I'm tilting my head a little bit, like with curiosity to see, like, what are the yeses and what is the possibility that's created by yes? And it began to feel so light. Yeah, and what do you feel in terms of connection with me each time? You know, um, you know, the no, you know, my response was, oh, stop it. You know, it's a really, it's, it's, and, and not in a good way. It's not like the playful, oh, come on, stop it. It's like, no, you know, you, you stop it now. Shut up. We're, we're done here. We are done here. And I'm leaving. Thank you very much. <laughs> not that I would ever do this to you. This, I, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this to you, but. But but that was sort of like, you know, some of the energy. And then the yes is literally um, a sitting up, a straightening up, but also a leaning in. It's like I want to mm. know more. I want to know what your yes is. I want to – I'm curious about what you're thinking. So it does um, create a connection. And so I find this really fascinating from um, – our in from the interconnectedness standpoint, uh, the relational part of our brain, that I really yeah. think that we have some relationships where yes is part of the partnership, it's part of the relationship, and so there is just more space for exploration versus the relationships ha- that we have where where it's more of a no. Yeah, I, you know what, you're absolutely right. And what's happening, with, what I love about this is that even physically, our bodies are mirroring what's going on in our brain. When we hear this no, it makes you actually want to, your shoulders slump, you want to go away, you want to stop me. And when you can mm-hmm. say yes, you lean towards. So this towards state and away state, it's true in your brain and it's literally true. And what the research says is a towards state in the brain, you get there's just more potential there. Things are lighting up. Um, in some cases, things are lighting up like centers that are associated with learning and creativity, emotional openness that may be happening. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you're doing anything that's creating this towards state, it's absolutely the state you want to have people be in because you can work with them there. Whereas if they're in an away state, 
it's it's very hard. Their their brains are disengaged from you and also most likely from whatever the topic is that you're talking about. So this has implications for for you know parents, for teachers, for leaders, really for everyone. Yeah, I'm really um I'm really aware of I mean you and I do do a lot of curriculum development and also, you know, leading our courses and I'm really aware how we have made it a priority to be a yes not only to each other and to the ideas that are coming in but also to the participants and not in a sort of a manipulative way because it's a lot easier to deal with people when they're in a, you know, leaning in state than in a, you know, moving away state. But oh, in yeah. an authentic so, yeah, state. No. <laughs> well, I think I, I love that. I was going to just joke that, you know, if you're one of our participants, it's just all we're just trying to manipulate your brain. But no, because I think that... I think because of mirror neurons and because of our sensitivity in many ways, we can feel when someone's doing it in a phony way. And so I think yes. you're right. We make a real genuine effort to find the yes. And this was true as I looked with, with I, as I retrained myself with Noah, that instead of defaulting to no and then backtracking and coming back around, it was a saying, okay, can you drive me to practice on Sunday? Um, yes, I think so. Hold on, let me look. How would that work? Can I take you there half an hour early because I need to meet someone for coffee? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rather than the old way, which is, no, I've got a coffee meeting, so I have to be mm-hmm. somewhere yes. at 10, so I can't, get, I can't get you to your practice at 1030. Mm-hmm. So yes, looking at the yes... Um, or sometimes even saying, yeah, I think I can. Hold on a minute. Let me check. Oh, sweetie, actually, you know what? I can't figure out a way. Here's what's going on. Is there some other way? And then we're in a collaborative conversation. And honestly, the times that I said yes, first that I defaulted to yes and then couldn't do it, um, very, very rare. It was usually there was a way to work it out. Um which is in contrast to the times I was saying no and then ended up being able to work it out. That was, you know, nine out of ten. This one, you know, rarely did it happen that I said yes and then had to backtrack. I mean, I can't really remember examples. Right. No, what the other thing that I uh, find uh, interesting about the whole yes and no in relationships, whether this is, you know, client, coach, leader, parent, you know, uh, partners, whatever, is that I, I think that we, we start also creating more of a yes in the other person. It sort of has a ripple yes, effect. It's the more that. of a yes. Well, the more of a yes we are, the more of a yes they become like you know my, well, my husband you, i mean did, yeah go ahead did he my my husband he didn't need that he was always he's always been a yes man but he's a yes he was <laughs> born a yes he was we he was him. born a yes he he sort of he over calibrates on yes you know in my in my opinion but hey that's a whole that's for a whole other show um but my mom for example who he has a little bit, bit of a tendency to be more of a no and now i'm realizing like over the, over the last couple of years um, through various circumstances and, and et cetera, et cetera, she's really become more of a yes person. So she says yes to invitations and outings to the degree that she's just now booked her own vacation um, on her own um, to, you know, 
to Croatia. Now, this doesn't seem to be a big deal to anybody. However, so she lives in Munich. She's booked a vacation to go to Croatia, Croatia in a bus, bus tour to a hotel in the ocean, on the ocean. That's what she wanted for a week. And she's going on her own. And she is going to be 89 in November. I know. And she's, you know, and she's not, you know, she does very well, but she's, you know, needs a little help getting around. You know, I think, and this kind of comes back to where did we, you know, where did we learn to be a no or a yes? And especially in thinking with kids, mm-hmm. well, if you're around a no, you learn that that's the right default. And so that, you know, goes along with our natural default to be a little more threat sensitive. Um so as a, you know, and I really think about parenting, you know, being a yes to your kids trains them to be a yes to things. The other thing, and Ursula and I were talking about this earlier today, that we both notice out of being a commitment to being a yes to the people around us. Now, you know, uh, one of the fears that I think people have that makes them a no is that if I'm a yes, I will be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. What I will say is, unless you here's my experience, unless you are dealing with narcissists or sociopaths, in which case be careful because there's a lot of issues there anyway. But if you're dealing with a normal, a fairly normal human being, by being a yes to them, what we've noticed, both Ursula and I have noticed, is that they take a lot there's it's almost like it creates a responsibility in them to be aware of what they're asking for. Yes. So I think at this point, my son knows that I'm basically a yes to him. I trust him so much. So if he tells me he needs something, I will figure out a way to make it work or we'll at least have a really good conversation about it. He never asks me for unreasonable things. He's, it's like he's you know, conscious it just, of the yep. of the he's sort of it's just one more thing and then you talk. But yep. he's, it's like he's aware of the responsibility of this. Yeah, go ahead, honey. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, this is this is so true. Um, you know, I I'm noticing that in also in my kids, and of course, they're, you know, they're a lot older, and so they have you know also matured a little bit more. But it is interesting. Um, I offered um, to pay for daycare um, for my granddaughter for a little while, you know, once once a once a week, because I mean, I had no idea that daycare was just like another mortgage. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> It's like private it school, it, yeah. Oh, it's that's it, it's, it's insane. I mean, it's it's anyway. So I said, you know, you know, I'll do this, and so I sent the first check, and it was received with with much gratitude, etc. And then um, I was there, and I said, oh, you know, I'm, do do not let me forget to give you the check for this month. And Jessica said, no, mom, you know what? I think we're fine. I think we're fine for now. So it's it's even when it's offered. That they're now, as you say, we've created, a, um, I think, a, an openness to yes, yes that helps people actually be very discerning in whether it's needed or not. Well, and what what I've also noticed, that's a beautiful story. I mean, I'm so, you know, and be, I, I want to be aware and create a little room for that, that neither Ursula and I mean to hold our children up as all children. Oh, my gosh. We're just trying to give, you know, no way. These are just examples you know, to one yes followed by a lot of no's. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just examples. But, um, you know, being raised by uh, 
a mom in particular who was much more of a default no to many things, including, you know, it wasn't just can I have a new pair of jeans, it was, you know, can you take me to play practice? And, you know, growing up with a lot of no's, you know, I got trained to, you know, there's a certain amount of resilience there because I figured out how to get it, but I also found ways to get my needs met that were not always healthy. So, yes. you know, there's a there's some impact there and and those are all, you know, kind of broader conversations too. I want to Ursula, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk a little mm-hmm. bit about um chaos and rigidity. Oh, yes. So, mm-hmm. yes, let's talk about that. So, one of the things that we know about the brain is that um above the line in our parlance and our language, um we have on the in terms of the left hemisphere in in its at its best it gives us this capacity for structure and the right hemisphere above the line gives us this capacity for freedom and meaning but below the line the left hemisphere can take us to rigidity and below the line the right hemisphere can take us to chaos so I'm we I'm just curious what you think about this whole issue of yes and no and how that plays out in terms of chaos and rigidity in the brain. Well, I I think that uh we can uh, come from a below the line so from a more of a fear frustration place uh both in our yes and in our no. So what I'm seeing is there is a potential for a yes to be rigid and for a yes to come from chaos. So rigidity for me would be um, saying yes, but it has to fit into my plan, my structure, and it has to be this way and no other way. That would be a yes, but it would be a yes coming from below the lines, coming more from a fear and frustration place. And yes, in chaos. Hold on, hold on. I want to pause you there. So let's let's go slow through this because this is really good. So we get this yes from below the line, maybe a bit more on the left side, and the left hemisphere is more discerning. It filters Mm -hmm. things out. Yes. It's mostly concerned with its own view of the world. It's not taking everything in. And if you want to know more about that, we've done some shows on the right and left hemisphere, and there's some stuff on my blog at yourcoachingbrain.wordpress.com. So at any rate, what you have with this discernment in rigidity is you get people saying things like, all right, you can have a summer job, but I expect, or, or maybe let's try this, all right, you can get a puppy, but you're going to clean up after it, you're going to take it for every walk, and if you miss one time, the puppy goes back to the pound. Yes. And <laughs> that is a great example. It is. That's a yes from rigidity. That's a yes that says as long as you toe the line and are perfect, then you're sort of deserving of this, but if there's one screw-up, Mr. Boy, you're, you know. Yep. And then what happens with people like that is, you know, of course we all screw up because we're human, then they use it for evidence that they never should have said yes in the future, and then they say, well, you know what happened last time I said yes, and so, you know, you blew your chance to ever get a yes out of me again. That's a yes from rigidity. So thanks, honey. I mm. wanted to just slow down. Let's talk no, about no, yes from No, chaos. no, absolutely. 
Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And this is really um, makes me remember a few yeses that I received in my life, <laughs> in my life that definitely came from a place of rigidity. So thank you for that. That was like, oh, yeah, I know that language. I know, I know that language. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then there is um, right hemisphere, what we would say in our, as you say in our language, below the line, um, the brain in chaos. And so the yes in chaos is a yes that is sort of looking at all the options and is completely, um, it's a yes to this and a yes to that and a yes to this and a yes to everything. And it gets so overwhelming with yeses that it becomes um, it, it actually becomes too much. Well, and I think the other thing there, you know, I think you're right. I mean, I th- sort of think of the two aspects here in terms of chaos. The one is the person who, it's, they're a little bit, I hate to use the word, they're a little bit floppy because they just say yes to everything so it doesn't even feel like it means anything and they often can't mm. carry, carry it out. The other yeah, there's thing no follow-through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no follow-through because mm-hmm. you can't do everything or you say yes to everything, don't have any <laughs> money left because you've spent it all on everything. <laughs> and I think that often this gets, sometimes, this gets motivated by a fear of saying no. And I see this, you think about parenting or even leaders where it's like, oh, if I say no, they're not going to like me. So I'm not saying mm-hmm. yes from an above-the-line place. I'm saying yes because I better do this or they're going to be mad at me or this is the way to be the good, you know, the fun parent. You see this sometimes in divorce where one parent's more of a yes because, you know, they're trying to buy the kid. So that's Mm -hmm. a below-the-line yes that ultimately it doesn't work because people don't feel secure when it's Mm -hmm. that kind of yes. Mm -hmm. You know, what this conversation uh, really reminds me of, and not sure if you're ready to go there yet, but it really comes always comes back to brain integration. This ability yeah. to be, yeah, this ability to both be discerning about our nose, the be to be discerning about the yeses, and not only to others, but what it really brings home here as well is also to ourselves. I mean, in order for us to be a yes to other people, we also have to be a yes to ourselves because otherwise mm. it's going to be yes to everyone else and then all, you know, invariably there'll have to be a no and it, it's probably going to, we are going to be most likely drawing the short end of the stick. Well, and I think that's right. And I think when you have that, often people who are a yes to everyone else and have to be a no to themselves are a yes to everyone else out of fear. Out of or fear is a big word, and I I, I want to broaden it out a bit because I don't mean oh my God I'm so afraid, but it's this feeling like sometimes fear just even just looks like a should. Well, I'm the mom, so I should. So I need to be a yes. I need to take everybody everywhere and do everything. And it's not that I'm afraid somebody's going to yell at me if I don't. That may not be the dynamic, but it may be, you know, I'm afraid I'm not doing my job properly as a mom Mm -hmm. or as a leader or, you know, whatever it is, if I'm not the one taking the hit. You know, I'll say yes to everybody and I'll be the one. I've coached so many leaders on this. They are a yes And so what that means is they're the ones staying late 
every Friday night to reconcile the books because they don't want to, you know, put that on anybody else. So they're the ones that have said yes to all the, you know, all the whatever's being demanded and leaving themselves out. Um, yeah, and no, I think that absolutely. comes from a below-the-line place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's, it's really um, the, 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 this, this really interesting place of, um, you know, how can I be a yes to life, uh, taking into consideration, uh, you know, my, my own needs, my own, uh, you know, time, calendar, whatever else is, is in the dynamic, while at the same time also being a yes uh, to someone else. I mean, it, it really requires, um, it really requires intention. And I think, as you said, and maybe this is sort of our, our last point because we want to wrap up in the next three or four minutes here, is that that's integration. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the part of us that's aware of ourselves and our own needs in integration and in harmony with the part of us that is a yes to what's going on around us. And there's a dynamic tension there. It's not black and white. You can't be a yes to everybody else and always be a yes to yourself. There's a there's a bit of a teeter-totter here and balance. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, standing in the middle, standing in integration and, and, and kind of surfing the wave of what does this take, um, and it's going to continue to challenge us, I think. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, it, 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 and it's a, it really is a, is a moment by moment awareness of what can I do. But I think when we, when we start in this leaning forward, in this, we, we come from and sort of really train ourselves into, yes, I find it's become easier uh, for me to, to look at the yeses and um, and then also you know follow through and and have a commitment to them. It, it I mm. find it has become, it definitely has become easier over time. And there's such joy, you know, as we're sitting here, I'm thinking, well, why would you want to do this? Why would you want to be a yes to life? Well, there's such ease and joy, and you know, the, one of the payoffs is, you know. I trust my relationship with my 19-year-old, and he really showed me this year when he went away to college how much he valued this energy in his life in in terms of how much he reached out to me and how many times he called me to talk through things and, you know, how much he he shared with me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think uh, there's a big part of it that has to do with I'm a yes to him. And Mm -hmm. so I, I really trust that, our relationship is strong and solid, and that's yeah. part of the payoff. Yeah. How about for you? What's the payoff here? Oh, the payoff is, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, uh, as I said, you know, kids uh, that are being older and having a granddaughter, um, they have become a yes to me. Uh, you know, when I say I want to come and see <laughs> I want to come again <laughs> and stay at your house yet again, <laughs> you know, for God knows how long and, you know, invade your, invade your house and invade your life. And, you know, my son-in-laws are just so um, easy and open. Uh, you know, they, they've become my yes. They say, yes, of course you can come. And yes, of course you can mm-hmm. stay. And yes, of course we pick mm-hmm. you up from the airport. And yes, of course we bring you mm-hmm. to the airport. You know, and yet, mm. of course, we have your tea ready and all that. It's really <laughs> so really, delightful. It's just beautiful. And I really just have this image of everybody riding up on the elevator together. So <laughs> yes. I think kind of, 
kind of the bottom line, um, just to wrap this up, and then we want to tell you about what we have coming up at Be Above, but really to wrap this up is saying um, we believe it's possible to retrain your brain to be more of a yes, to, to put yourself mm-hmm. and others in this towards state is, is magical. Um, mm-hmm. We think we, 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 this is part of our, our value as coaches, for those of you who are coaches, is that we, we are a yes for our clients. Our clients tell us they want to do something, and we don't say to them, well, are you really sure you want to do that in this economy? <laughs> you know, we say, yes, <laughs> let's figure it out. What's the way? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a gift. Yeah, it really is. It's a great gift to give uh, to ourselves and to other people. So I'm um, shifting gears a little bit. Um, so <laughs> and uh, like, what do we have going on? I mean, well, just coming oh from a planning God. session with you, it's just like sort of my brain is a little fuzzy and fuzzy. I know we're what going we? everywhere. <laughs> Well, here's what we've got coming up right away. For those of you who have never taken our advanced coaching series, we do this for experienced, trained coaches, and we do it all over the world. It's a four-module series, and it starts with module one. That's three days. It is highly experiential, really fun, very, very practical stuff you can use right away. And we make neuroscience, we take it out of the theory, bring it into your life so that you can use it and use it with your clients, use it on yourself. So we've got that starting this fall in September. We're in Boston. In October, we're starting in Los Angeles. We will be in Spain also in November. Um, We've got another Module 1 starting in Mexico City, I think in November as well. And then in early 2016, we'll be in Atlanta. And and there's more. So if you go to our website, which is www.beaboveleadership.com, neuroscience, advanced coaching series, I think dates and locations, there's also an overview there. Um, Yes, and let's not forget China. China, China, China. China. We will be in China um, in August, and I think there's still only a couple of slots left. We're going to be in Beijing in early, Mm. in late August. So um, if you're curious about that, send us an email, and we'll connect you with our Chinese partners. That is not on our website because it's being run by partners out of China. So just contact us if you want to do it in Beijing, and we'll send you there. Um, The other thing I just want to say is the end of this month has my book with Karen Kimsey House, one of the founders of the Coaches Training Institute. Um, I wrote a book with her called Integration, which is looking at how some of the tools of coaching help us create brain integration and also help us integrate more with each other. So I feel like that's a pretty good link to what we're talking about today, Ursula. Yes. On this note, oh. I can only say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes to yes to the book, yes to our uh, wonderful listeners. Thank you so much for joining us, um, whether it is live or whether you are looking at our archived uh, episodes. Um, they're, they're all uh, informative and, and hopefully fun for you. Um, so we'll, we'll see you soon and on one of the shows. And thank you for being here and, uh, and being a yes to this call and being a yes to our work. We really appreciate it. Mm, well said. And thank you, Ursula. You're always, always great to talk together. And you too. Okay. Bye, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.